Dive into real estate. What are you waiting for? Welcome to the Dive into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast, where you will learn some of the newest strategies and simple techniques to get into real estate investing. This podcast is about helping you take action and motivating you to dive into real estate for financial freedom. Now, your host, Cecil Rose. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Dive into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast. I have a special guest, a dear friend, uh, someone different. I know I hadn't had any females. This is the first female on my podcast, so I'm very excited. She's a like a sister to me and a dear friend. Uh, April Ware uh, is, uh, she specializes actually in um, financial counseling. Uh, she's been in credit repairs, helping people with their credit for the last 10 years or over 10 years, and just really um, very knowledgeable in the area of finances. So this is one topic that I, I really think, you know, a lot of people need to hear about. Um, and I just welcome to the show, April. Appreciate you for being on. Thank you very much, Cecil. Okay. So April, tell us a little bit about your background. Like how did you get started and what are you doing right now? Okay, my background is in banking because I worked at the Federal Reserve Bank and I worked at Hibernia National Bank. But I've always been around working around money or dealing with finances, meaning because I went to school, I went to school for accounting. So I have that background of accounting, but I started with credit repair in 2007. And I was with an MLM company that was doing the credit repair, but I wanted to get more in depth to it because I didn't want to just do the marketing side of getting people to get their credit repaired. I also wanted to learn what it was that was being repaired, how you go about repairing the credit as well as reading the credit report. Right, and that's how right. I got started in helping people with credit repair. So, um, and that line of business as far as credit, because we, some people I know in real estate of what I do, um, buying, purchasing any type of home or uh, eventually, even if you're doing rehabs or even if you're borrowing money, hard money or anything like that, they still look at your, your credit score, even though they tell you you don't need it. Um, what has been some of the challenges with a lot of your clients when they come to you as far as with their credit? Have they just mismanaged um, their credit? Have they mismanaged their finances? Uh, what has been, I guess, one of the main uh, reasons why people come to get their credit repaired? Well, first I would say is the lack of education because a lot of my clients, they're not even aware of half of the accounts that are on, that are being reported on their credit report. So the only time they find out that they need their credit fixed or if they have negative things reported on their credit report is when they go to apply for credit. Right. So the first thing is they don't understand how their credit is really affecting. So is a lot of times there's a lot of uh, late payments. It's a lot of collections, meaning medical bills. 
Um, I have dealt with foreclosures and uh, repossessions, as well as uh, bankruptcies and those type of accounts. But the problem is, it's not that it can't be fixed, but you don't want to just get your credit fixed. You want to change your habits because once you change your habits, you won't have to keep getting your credit fixed. Right, right. And I think that's one of the things I, I like about what you teach uh, because you you actually have a consulting firm. It's called Aware. Is it Aware yeah. Consultant? Um, and I'll probably have it in the show notes. But can you break that down? I like that acronym that you have. Uh, it kind of looked like it goes with your last name. But can you kind of uh, kind of expound about that acronym and how did you come up with that? Well, first in the beginning of 2010, my business name was Diverse Consulting Firm. And the reason why I called it Diverse Consult Consulting Firm was because I was being consulted about business, finance. It was a lot of areas that people was um, asking for consulting in. But as of last year, a coworker of mine, he kept saying, April, you know you're aware, huh? And I'm like, huh? He said, April, you know you are aware. And I thought about it. I said, I am aware. He put my first initial and last name together, but it also made me think, okay, I am aware of a lot of subjects in depth where I could explain it to people where they understand it and they could take the information and fix whatever problem they have because I like solving problems. So right. I say, you know what, I'm going to change my business to aware consultant firm. And that's where that comes from. Okay. Okay. And aware I have it on here is access to wealth with authority and realms of expansion. Yes. Yeah, that's that's pretty deep. That's that's some good revelation right there. So since you started this, um, I know you offer a variety of services, and credit repair is just just one of them. Um, I think you do uh, financial planning, um, what debt consolidation. So are you, are you helping people, are these people trying to set themselves up to purchase properties or is just overall is broad of what they, what they doing with their, their finances and getting the financial literacy that they need? Well, I know most of my clients, when they come for credit repair, it is to purchase a home. But I do have some clients that are just trying to get their finances in order meaning they come to me for me to set up a budget for so many months. I look over their bank statements, categorize their bank statements to know where they're overspending in so we could make a detailed budget so they could cut back in those areas of spending because a lot of people think that they have to make a lot of income in order to have money, but that's not the case. The case is you need to be able to manage what you have. And when you manage what you have and utilize less than what you make, that's how you could build wealth. We have been taught wrong that we have to constantly work hard, um, um, make a large income, but reality is, is not how much you make, it's how much you keep. Right, right, right. So, so with the, the financial education that you've been giving back, helping a lot of people, um, 
do you feel that most clients are they taking this information applying it or are some people just getting themselves back into the same cycle of just accumulate more debt spending getting a credit repaired and go get more debt have you seen that or is that happening or most people who uh, are getting your education are they you know and i know everybody's different it all depends on your right. mind what have you noticed since you've been doing I have one client. She's very, um, she wants to learn. She's very eager to learn. Like I have a, a, a ebook coming out, ebook coming out about first time home owner process, the process of buying your first home. And she's been begging me to put that book out because she was like, I need to know this information because she don't know the process to purchase a home. So a lot of them are not really trying to learn the literacy part. They just want to get their credit fixed so they could buy a home. But I kind of feel bad for them because you won't get the home and then be back in the same situation because you have not changed your patterns. For example, that was my mistake. I purchased my home in 2006. Right. And I had my credit fixed to purchase the home in 2006. I purchased the home, but as soon as I purchased the home and moved in the home, I got back into debt because I'm trying to furnish the house. Right. And that's not the way to do it. The way to do it is you get in the house and build your cushion back up, meaning your emergency fund, because they don't tell you that, okay, you know you don't have a landlord, but you thinking, okay, it's just nice. I'm in the house. I could go buy all this stuff. But if you don't have the money to fix when stuff breaks, then you're back in the hole again. So that's when you go and buy stuff on credit and everything is out of whack again. Right, right. You know, it's, you know, I help and I work with, you know what I do? I specialize in pre-foreclosure short sales and the people that I come in contact with, whether it's hardship, whether it's uh, health reasons, financial reasons, or divorce, um, a lot of these people may have only been in their homes for a few years. And then, you know, and, and some of them, they do. They accumulate all this debt. And then something happens where they don't have the education or they wasn't educated before they actually you know, gotten uh, into the home and, you know, unfortunately they're in foreclosure. So my only thing with that is, um, so the people you have helped that have filed bankruptcy and they have foreclosure, can that actually be removed off their credit? Cause I, I you know, I mean, some people, they, they're reluctant. They say it happens, it's only temporary removed. I mean, can you explain that? Because I, 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 I go back and forth with some people trying to uh, give them that information. And how it can be removed is because bankruptcy, when you pull the credit report, that information on your credit report is sold to the credit reporting agency. So that information, everything that's being sold to the credit reporting agencies, one out of five Americans have discrepancies on their inaccuracies because information is constantly being sold to those credit reporting agencies. 
is how the way you go about disputing. And in order for you to dispute a bankruptcy, you have to find a furniture. Where, they, where did the credit report reporting agency get that information from? Most time bankruptcies are coming from LexisNexis. So you would go, you would file a dispute with LexisNexis, asking them how, you know, asking them to verify that information about the bankruptcy. Most times they're going to come back and say they can't validate or verify that information. And how we know it can't be verified is because the bankruptcy court they do not sell information, nor do they contact the credit bureaus. The credit bureaus can't contact them and get that information to put on your credit report. So that information is sold from LexisNexis because they get that from the courthouse and sell it to the credit bureaus. So you can dispute it. You just have to know the right way to dispute it, to have right. it removed. Now, does it take a while for bankruptcy, since these are bigger things uh, versus a credit card or something like that, does it take a while for bankruptcies and uh, foreclosures to be uh, either removed or worked off of your credit? Well, I had one client last year and his first dispute, the foreclosures were, were removed. So long as the bankruptcy is not in, um, it's been discharged, it shouldn't have to take as long as if you were. I don't think you should dispute why you're in bankruptcy because you're in bankruptcy. But right. when you are discharged from the bankruptcy, it's more of a chance of it being um, disputed because like I said, you have to make sure you have to make sure that the credit bureaus are following the um, standard industry of reporting it on your credit report, meaning it has to have the file number, the case number. It has to have your name, your last name. It has to have the court uh, that filed it. All those fields need to be complete. If it's not completed, you could dispute it and have it removed. Right. You also shared, I think, when you brought your home that um, I think you almost, you like you say, you, you were in pre-foreclosure, but you were able to, to come out of that. Uh, how did you manage to get through that and come so out of it? What happened was, like I said, in 2006, I bought my house, and that was right after Katrina. So I actually bought at the wrong time because that was the subprime market area. Era. And that's when they was doing them 80-20 loans, and that's when the government had them bought all those banks and, you know, helped those banks that was going under with the mortgages or whatever. So that was the wrong time for me to purchase. But because of Hurricane Katrina, my rent had went up from six fifteen to 1000 So I didn't want my rent – I didn't want – to pay a thousand dollar rent, so I went and purchased a home. But after so like a couple of years, I found myself going into foreclosure because I didn't know. I didn't really read the terms of my loan. Right. Yeah. They had my loan so high, my interest rate so high. I had the eighty twenty loan, and also. I had to pay my insurance out yearly 
But I really, they really shouldn't have put that loan through because I wasn't making the money to afford the home. Right. That was a foreclosure boom. That that actually would help to a lot of people that that I helped um, with the adjustable Right, uh, and that's what I had. 20 and people, and you know, what, when that happened, a lot of people that I helped, they were uneducated. I think they were happy to get into a home, but it wasn't explained to them thoroughly right. that, hey, your interest rate is going to go up in a few years. You got it locked in two years or three years, but your interest rate will go up. And yeah, it not really being educated and, uh, and then right now, the way the economy is, a lot of people are buying homes, but what I'm seeing, even with the interest rate that are low, a lot of these people who brought homes two, three years ago, like I'm talking to appraisers and they telling me, they said, man, I'm, I'm going to these homes and they only been in them for like two, three years, but they got new cars, they, they homes are, are fully furnished. Right. And, uh, but they're several months behind so right i, I agree it's uh, you really have to be educated and, and know uh when you either buying a home you, you know what what i realized and i don't have no regrets but if i can go back i don't even think i would have bought a house being single buying my first house in my 20s i would have probably bought a duplex or a multi-family right. or something where I could be making money and paying for my note. Um, but you, we don't, we're not being taught that. So it's uh, like you said, it's some, some things you learn as you go. As you know. And I want to answer your question, but how I was able to come out of that pre-foreclosure was I had a choice to me. I either let it go into foreclosure or I filed bankruptcy. And the reason why I chose to file bankruptcy was because my income was constantly increasing, but I didn't know if I wanted to keep the house or not. Because the problem was, as soon as I purchased the home, I was having plumbing problems. I was having all kinds of major problems, and I didn't have the money to pay for to right. get it fixed. So I was just totally frustrated as a single mom with this new house and then all these problems. So for like four or five years, I didn't pay the mortgage. It's by the grace of God. Four or five years? Yes. You hit that four or five years. I've had clients that went five years, but this is a surprise to a lot of people. When you hear you held that you, they didn't foreclose on you in four to five years. Go ahead. It was nothing but God. And so what I did was, they would send me homeowner packages talking about a, a modification. I would do the modification, go through the trial period. But I, like I said, I never was sure if I wanted to keep the home because I was having so many problems with the home. So I decided, I said, I'm just going to go. I went and talked to a bankruptcy lawyer. And I was like, will I be able to keep the house if I was if I file bankruptcy? He was like, yes, you could keep your, you could keep your house and you could keep one car. And I was like, oh, I only have one car, so that's fine. But I was a I filed chapter seven. So everything else got wiped away. I was able to start clean. He said, the only thing is you just have to watch to make sure you know they don't put your house up for sale. And they didn't put my house up for sale. It didn't they didn't start trying to Did sell it. You filed a chapter thirteen or a chapter seven? Chapter seven. Okay. Yeah, you, you did this. Okay. 
Okay, I had filed chapter seven, and he told me, he said, just keep on the lookout for a sale date. I tell you, I went three, four, like four, close to five years without paying a house note after I filed bankruptcy. Wow. Yeah, that was number God. Yeah. Yeah, so I got back on straight. I did I did the modification, and I'm paying my house note. I'm in my house. I'm still in my yeah, house. Most people filed chapter 13. Huh? Yeah, it's, it's most people file a chapter 13 as a repayment, but when you file a chapter seven, you just say, look, it's all, just come and get it, you know? Um, but yeah, man, that's, 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 that was the grace of God. I'm happy to, happy to hear that. Well, look, we're at the end of the show, April. Can you share something with the audience that, uh, in your knowledge, in your field of what you, of what you do, um, and this show is about getting into real estate, but can you share some some wisdom with someone that is trying to get in real estate? What what information or advice would you give them as far as, you know, with the financial literacy, your background and the people that you have helped? My advice would be to to study what it is you want to get into. If it's real estate, study the market, study um, the terms, get to know more about credit and how to utilize the credit. But before you purchase your first home, make sure you have a cushion to fall back on as far as the emergency fund, because things are going to break and you have to be able to fix it and not fall into the trap of accumulating unnecessary debt. But you also too, if I was you, my first property would have been a rental property. You always should buy assets first and let your assets pay for your liabilities. Right. That's good information. Is Are there any books you're reading right now that um, you can let our audience know about or what you recommend? One of the books that I'm reading is called I Will Teach You How to Get Rich by... I'm trying to think of his name. Hold on. And, and and for everyone who's listening, I will have uh, the information in the show notes uh, once it's posted. It's Remit Set, R-A-M-I-T-S-E-T-H-I. I will teach you to be rich. I will be rich. Okay. Yeah. So I'll put that in the show notes. So uh, how can the, uh, if anyone wants to get some of your counseling or services, is there any way they can go, any of your handles um, you would like to tell us about? Yes, they could go to Instagram at Aware Consulting Firm, LLC, and there's a link in the bio with the information. Okay, gotcha. So I'll have that on the, uh, in the show notes again. April, I appreciate you taking your time out today uh, to share uh, your experience with uh, credit repair and financial education, and hopefully we can get you back on. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you and uh, look forward to seeing more and more of your success. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Dive Into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast at diveintorealestatefornewbies.com. 